thought to yourself, how is it that Africans do not manufacture weapons of mass destruction, yet these weapons are always used in Africa when there is civil unrest? Have you thought to yourself, how is it that all these other countries that have um, civil unrest or insurgencies do not produce the weapons that they use, but some way, somehow, they have access to them and they keep fighting? Have you asked yourself, if there was no war, what would happen to the weapons industry, which is a billion, is what billions and billions and billions of dollars. The people who manufacture guns, the people who manufacture heavy weaponry, military grade weapons, what would happen to their business? Now you and I know that these people are, not, are none other than the West, in particular America. They're the biggest producers of military grade weapons. Now America, outside of the invasions that it has carried it doesn't go to war america is not at war internally and outside of the fact that they overstep their jurisdiction and invade other countries america has has zero need for their weapons and so they have to look for a market for their weapons and what happens then we see insurgencies we see civil unrest and most importantly we see people lose their lives and lose livelihoods now this is not africans saying this these are members of the European Union Parliament calling out the West on, on its um, weapon, billion dollar weapon industry and the fact that they're literally merchants of chaos and violence. Listening. The Americans spend over 800 billion a year on arms. The Americans have dropped more bombs than the rest of the world put together since 1945. You make it, there's a pressure to use it. Now, you said that, that, that it's not a very profitable industry. I, I beg to differ. There's not many people who agree with you on that. I'd like to compare it against all other industries around the planet. I think the arms industry does really well. And it loves war. Because you make money from war. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about you know, black people that look like you and me, Africa, our place on the global landscape and how we can rise up and sit at that table. Today, I want us to talk about the chaos and violence that is manufactured all over the world to profit a few. The weapons industry makes billions and billions and billions of dollars for the few that have invested in there. And it's it, from a global from a global point of view and from a nationalistic point of view. It's very important to develop hybrid military weapons because you never know, right? And you also need people to fear you. Case in point, North Korea. You never know when they will drop a nuke on you, and that just ensures there's a little bit of respect, if not bullying. But mostly, it's just respect because other countries know that should they invade you, then you're in a position to defend yourself that is given right that is very given particularly in this day and age where people just wake up and invade your countries for shaggy reason they you have oil they invade you your leader is is speaking against the waste they invade you you have gold they invade you if they can't corrupt your leaders they invade you they create civil unrest take a look at a country like drc and i know that i'm going a little bit off the point but let's just drive it home drc is one of the richest if not the richest country on the African continent and give and take the world. Because um, when we are counting rich countries, 
particularly when it comes to Africa, rarely do we count natural resources. Now, I feel like this omission is by design because you need Africans to think that they're perpetually poor so that it opens the door for exploitation. Um, if you look at the African system, it's a cash-based system. If you look at the American system or the Western system, it's a credit-based um, system. And it has its own advantages because it allows you to grow and, and do your investment and live your life. But again, it's a golden calf. So many people are stuck in a cycle of debt. And it's very easy to go broke because you lose a job or anything happens to the market and they crash. Everything comes crumbling down. And then you look at a system like Africa where it's cash-based and everything is based off of cash. There's so much more money here than there is the other side. It's just because it's a cash-based system, circulation is a little bit lower. That's point number one. Point number two, our resources that are underground are worth so much more if they were, if they were ever factored in. And that's the reason why chaos are always manufactured. Because if a country like DRC had stability, they have gold, they have diamond, they have lithium, they have cobalt, they have arable land, they have enough water because of their rivers, they have good climate condition, they have timber, they have rubber. Please tell me in what world this country is not the richest country, is not the, shouldn't be the most successful country because they have enough resources which if exploited under the right conditions, they can make so much money for their economy, so much money for their people. And if we say that now we're not selling DRC says we're not selling raw gold, we're not selling raw diamond, everything has to be processed here, the trickle-down effect will not just be felt in DRC, but East Africa, Central Africa, and the whole of Africa eventually, right? But because we do not want these people to rise up, to be as powerful as they could be, because we still want to get their resources for very little money, because we want instability in that country so that in exchange for weapons, we can get their gold. And this is factual. Um, there are There is an international body that brokered a deal that saw a container of weapons land in DRC in exchange for a container of gold. And that should just tell you how how perverted the West is and how the sense of entitlement, because who is funding these wars? Why are these wars still going on? If Africans, to be honest, if Africans were to fight with their own weapons, the fighting would end a long time ago because what do Africans, very few countries produce, you know, weapons of mass destruction, if there's any actually, because we import the stuff from Russia, from, you know, Britain, from America. If honestly we were to fight with what we have, there would be no fighting. But because somebody has to sell their weapons, they incentivize, they fund people because it's a billion dollar industry. They make so much money off of selling weapons. And who do you sell weapons to? Most of the time, the Europeans are way far ahead. And this is a, and you know that if you do that in Europe, they're going to come for you and they're going to charge you on crimes against humanity because they can trace it back to you. But I feel like Africa is still that place where there's several loopholes and it becomes a dumping ground, you know? You can come and do your unscrupulous business, uh, scrupulous business on the continent and nobody is going to hold you to account. Because, to be honest, I don't understand why, until this day, DRC is still unstable. You can fight, but you can't fight for 10 years. You can't fight for 15 years. Because, at some point, 
as people, you get to a point where this is too much. We need to have dialogue. But if the external voices and forces that are ensuring that there's no dialogue, then it means that they benefit from the chaos. Listen to what the um, European Member of Parliament had to say with regards to the West benefiting from the weapons industry. I suppose, first of all, uh, the three of you have spoken twice, and uh, I haven't heard one of you has mentioned anything about the numbers that are dying in Ukraine. I mean, we have these less privileged people who actually didn't start the war, but uh, are, are dying in it. And I don't know how your industry can be so disconnected from uh, what happens uh, when your equipment is used by either side. Uh, you, the equipment that you make, it's, actually, it's designed to kill people. And um, I don't know what you think about it in those terms. Uh, back in 1960, Eisenhower, when he was leaving uh, the U.S. presidency, uh, he'd, he'd, he, he warned America about the developing entity, which he described as the military-industrial complex. I think it was the first time the term was used. And this idea that, oh, if you make this stuff, well, you don't necessarily have to use it. Well, that's not actually the way it works, right? If you make it, there's pressure to use it. The Americans spend over 800 billion a year on arms. The Americans have dropped more bombs than the rest of the world put together since 1945. You make it, there's a pressure to use it. Now, you said that, that, that it's not a very profitable industry. I, I beg to differ. There's not many people who agree with you on that. I'd like to compare it against all other industries around the planet. I think the arms industry does really well. And it loves war because you make money from war. If I made raincoats and umbrellas, I couldn't sell them if it didn't rain. And you'd struggle to sell equipment if there was no war. And you're selling it by the bucketful at the moment and looking to produce more and more and more because there's a war going on. It's in your financial interest that there's war. You thrive on it. Why can't you just admit that? Where are we going? This sound madness. The thing that makes me the happy the most is hearing these conversations come from other voices. Because when Africans speak, we are always accused of being biased because you're Africans. Oh, you're the ones who are taking the weapons. You're the ones who hate each other. You're the ones who are illiterate and civilized. You're the ones who enjoy chaos. But now this should tell you that the chaos that we see, most of it is manufactured. Because even with the recent coups that we've seen in Niger, they've been bloodless. To be honest, they've been bloodless. All the West African coups, with the exception of a few, they've been bloodless. There hasn't been destruction of life, destruction of property, destruction of livelihood. It's just your leader that is not serving the people. We have decided that you're no longer fit for purpose because we cannot wait for another three years, four years for you to keep looting so that a general election can come, you know? So if power can be seized peacefully, that should tell you that Africans are at a place where they understand the consequences of unrest and Africans that are at a place where they value peace. So should you see an African country where there's no peace a year, two years, three years, do a little bit of research and you'll find out that somebody somewhere is benefiting from the war. That's all I had for you guys. Thank you very much for watching. My name is Enduro Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. Um, find me on social media at Enduro Ganga um, on Twitter.
Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram, or come over to my YouTube channel at Indira Ganga, where I will be, you know, I talk to people who've relocated from the diaspora back to the African continent. Another thing, I am about to start doing videos of travel because I realize, I've realized that French food has Michelin stars. Italian food has Michelin stars. But then there's this thing about African food, yet African food has so much depth, so much flavor, so much variety. And there's food from West Africa, from East Africa, from South Africa, from North Africa. The spices are different. The cooking method is different. The blends are different. And so as my little contribution to the Pan-African agenda, outside of talking about politics, I want to start um, showing you guys what it is like to be African through food, through travel, and through people. Let me know if you're excited for this. It, it's definitely coming soon. So keep it here and more details will be following. I'll see you again next time.